You're listening to The Mission Matters with Pastor, Elder, Carl and Lady, Rosalind Tyler, founders of Life Matters Ministry in Beaumont, Texas. Thank you for joining us in our pursuit to position the everyday person for the mission by empowering and equipping them through the Word of God. Good morning. I am in the spirit of obedience am coming before you this morning. I shared something with my father on yesterday that he felt um, could be beneficial today. And so um, I am asking God to just lead and guide us through this time. Um, But I did want to share something that he had placed on my heart in the spirit of transparency. Um, We are living in a time where people are needing encouragement and they are needing honestly a reason um, like never before to believe and to have uh, confidence in the God that we are serving and in the life that we are trying to live before him and before his people. And in my relationship with God and things that he is bringing to my attention in my efforts to serve him is his edification through my life of how even in my imperfections, how I still have purpose and what he has ordained me for and brought me to this earth for Um, as a young person, as a millennial, as a person growing up in church, there has always been a precedence, um, sometimes a misunderstanding, a misconception of what your purpose is once you have dedicated your life to Christ or decided that I love the Lord and I am going to try to live this life out, to walk this life out. There sometimes can be a pressure within yourself, sometimes even within the church, sometimes even externally in the world, just knowing the perceptions that other people may have of believers and as a believer yourself. And so something that people share with me often is how my transparency and my walk and things that God is teaching me and showing me has helped them or encouraged them to um, be real with themselves and the challenges that they, that they may face. Um, The thing that is so good about about God and his love um, is that he does ask us to try to live in his image and you know that we are to chase um, a godly perfection after him but he does not have the expectation that we may have of ourselves or that man may have of us to be perfect through his Holy Spirit and his love and my most two favorite people grace and mercy we are able to strive after that perfection and after that uh, image of God, but with the understanding that sometimes we may fall short. Sometimes life happens um, in our natural bodies, in the flesh. There may be some things that still will pull that old man out of us, that we are to, as Paul said, we are crucifying ourselves daily so that we can um yield ourselves to what God has us to do with the understanding that, you know, I'm a spiritual being having this natural experience. And therefore, when things happen, it is understood or should be understood by myself, but it's also understood by God 
that I am imperfect. And if I can be real with him in that way, then he can do the work that he needs to do within me. I often say all the time that transparency heals because it reveals. And you cannot heal what you will not act or acknowledge is there. Um, oftentimes I'll share some of my experiences, you know, sometimes on social media, sometimes with friends and in personal circumstances and in life, and I'll get feedback from them or from people who have heard and they'll just say, you know, thank you so much for your honesty. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and for letting me see that in a moment or a thought that I may have had that wasn't the best or wasn't the most spiritual is actually a real thing. That's a real circumstance. It's a real um, sometimes problem, but seeing how open you were about it and how forthcoming you were about it helps me and encourages me to be real with God and to be um, real with myself. When you think about the literal definition of being transparent and having transparency, it actually means to let the light shine through. And there is a scripture in the Bible um, in Matthews 5 and 14 that just says that we are the light of the world and a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And so when you think of transparency and allowing the light to come through and being the light as a believer, when you're real and you're transparent, about something that God has dealt with you on or he is currently dealing with you on or have delivered you from, that is you allowing his light to shine through, allowing his light to illuminate your life and your soul and to let other people see through you what God is doing. It allows other people to see or it is illuminating the power of God and what he is able to do um, and what you are allowing him to do through you, because he did say that if he is lifted up, then he will draw other men that that will draw other men unto him. And so with you being open and being transparent and allowing his light to come through and be shown through you, that is giving God the opportunity to be seen and to be heard throughout the world and to see that, okay, my problem is not that big or my problem is not as crazy as I thought, or if it is, he can come and get me and he can rescue me and he can reach me no matter how deep I think I've, I've fallen or, or, um, how low I think I have gone is said that he's with us, even in the Valley, you know, as Psalms 23 says that he will be with us. Um, and it, it's just important that we take examples like David, you know, who, always had a broken spirit and a contrite heart before the Lord and always ready to show God who he really was and what he was truthfully wrestling with, or even like Jacob, you know, who wrestled with God about what he truly desired and he didn't let go until God healed him. And the thing is, is that God does give us, you know, um, free will in our lives and as believers and things that we do so that sometimes we do make mistakes and we do have these imperfections that sometimes even creates and leads to consequences. And with those consequences, you know, we have to own up to that. We have to acknowledge what we've done. But then again, my two best friends, grace and mercy will come and get us and rescue us. And just like with Jacob, he wrestled with God about the circumstance and he ended up with his consequence with a limp. 
um, after acknowledging and wrestling with God and saying, well, Lord, this is what I'm dealing with. This is my struggle, but I won't let go, you know, until you bless me. And so when we take upon that perspective of saying, you know, I am imperfect, imperfect, but this is what I am struggling with. This is what I need you to help me with. Then that is when God is able to uh, send his angels to come and minister us, minister to us or to um, sometimes his Holy Spirit even has to wrestle with us through these circumstances, but we are set free and we're able to, to gain our freedom through that transparency there is a um, a colloquialism that we often use um, in the black church and the black culture is that uh, God won't put more on us than we can bear. And I know that some people, you know, think that, you know, that's actual scripture. I have not seen it in the word, but I do know that he said he would not, um, that any of his people shall perish. And so I do believe in that way that he will come and he will rescue us. Like David said, I called upon the Lord and he heard me and he set me free. So in that way, yes, I do believe that God will look down and see when things are heavy and when things are burdening us to come and rescue us and get us. However, I also believe that there is some things that he will allow and that things will get heavy until the point to where We have to stop and turn around and say, wait, God, this is actually heavy. This is too much. And I need you to come and get me and take this off of me. But it's not until we get real with ourselves and we get transparent in that way of acknowledging that I need you, that this is too heavy, that this is burdensome. And even though in my own might, in my own will, in my own human mind, I thought that I could handle this. I thought that I could carry this. Or even if we have been carrying it, I have carried it for as long as I could. And so now I am needing you. Um, I'm going to be open and transparent and say that, Lord, I need you to come and to rescue rescue me, to see about me, um, that this is heavier than I thought. And that is when when we are real and open and transparent that he is able to come and lift us and lift these burdens off of us and, and to rescue us um, from what it is that we are dealing with. There's a scripture in first Peter three and 15 that says, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And in this scripture, you know, Peter was just trying to um, give people some direction, uh, some leadership as far as being able to testify and being open and transparent about um, the things of God and what he is calling us to do and, with meekness and fear, meaning the reverence of God, the respect of God, and knowing who God is and what he has done for us in our lives. Um, in my occupation, I receive countless conversations with our employees who are coming to us for counsel and guidance um, within our department. And most recently, about a year and a half ago, I had an employee of mine who was extremely downtrodden, and she actually was dealing with um, a mental health issue um, to the point to where she disclosed only to me 
that she was struggling with thoughts of suicide and that she was going to potentially check herself into a mental facility and that she felt like she was at the end of her rope. And the thing that's so good about uh, God and, and our experiences sometimes is that it's not until you are real with yourself that you're able to be real with someone else. And with the scripture saying to be ready always to give an exp- um, an answer or an explanation, it took me back to this moment where this lady was sitting in front of me and looking just helpless and like she didn't have any hope. And I told her, you know, that she could definitely come and talk to me anytime and gave her the information for counseling services. But in the same day, it was about three hours later, um, the Holy Spirit just unctioned me to get up and go downstairs. And so I got on the elevator. I went downstairs. And as soon as I got off the elevator, I intercepted her at the door. And she stood in front of me, and she is about 10 years my senior. But she stood in front of me, and she said, Miss Rachel, I am heavy, and I am hopeless. And she said, I just don't know what to do. And I grabbed her by her shoulders, and I looked at her face-to-face, and we were pretty much eye-to-eye, same height, so, you know, just definitely pupil-to-pupil, literally. And I told her, I said, "I I know what you're feeling. And I began to verbatim tell her thoughts that she was having, feelings that she was feeling, mental thoughts that she was battling, the heaviness that was on her mind and her chest. And I began to tell her, you know, it's hard for you to get up. You think that you don't belong here. You're feeling hopeless. You feel like you don't have a purpose. You're frustrated. And every single thing that I began to tell her, a tear would roll down her eye each time. And she says, I just don't understand how you're able to hear my thoughts. She said, you know exactly what I'm feeling. You know exactly what I'm thinking. You are telling me everything that I haven't been able to express to the counselor. I couldn't find the words, but yet I'm talking to you and you are saying exactly what I am feeling. And I told her in full transparency It's because I've been where you are. And this is what God has brought me through. And this is what he has taught me. And I introduced her to the scripture that God introduced me to in Philippians when he said, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are of good virtue, whatsoever things are pure, think on those things. And so I taught her what God taught me when the enemy told me that I didn't need to be here anymore that I didn't have any family or children or I wasn't married. So there nobody would really miss me or that I didn't really have much to lose. And I just began to share with her some of the thoughts that, you know, I had overcome and how I would replace those thoughts with the word of God. And I taught her how, if you do not have factual evidence of the lies that the enemy is telling you, then you have to dismiss them. And what we do have is the truth of God's word that whatsoever things are pure or a good virtue to think on those things. And he said that he will give us peace if we keep our minds on him. So when you're constantly telling yourself the words of his truth, the living word, and you're keeping your mind on him, then that's when the peace comes in. And that's where you get your hope. And that's where you get your confidence back again. 
And she looked at me and she says, I never thought that I would have this conversation with someone at work. I said, me either. And I never thought that I would even be able to relate to this type of situation. But because I was real with myself, I was able to be real with her and I was able to meet her exactly where she was and then share with her the things that God has taught to me and things that he has been able to help me through. And that is the beauty of transparency. That is the reason why it is so necessary for us to be real with ourselves and then also to be real with God, because with me bringing to him my thoughts and my struggles and things that I'm battling, he was able to teach me how to navigate through that and teach me the word that is true to replace with the lies that the enemy was giving me. And then on my job, a place I never thought that I would, you know, ever minister to anybody. I was able to share with her um, the lessons that he taught me. So three weeks ago, she came into my office and she said, you know, I'm still here. And we both smiled and we hugged one another and she just, you know, thanked me and shared with me some other things. And I just, you know, reminded her that we're here for a reason and that we have purpose and that we have meaning. And she said, just, I thank you so much for being so real and for telling me that. And, you know, I know it wasn't easy. And I said, well, that's the thing about transparency is that it does require for us to be vulnerable. And sometimes, you know, we have to be um, willing to be brave and to be vulnerable to share these things and to open up with each other. And it's not easy because technically, honestly, I really am a private person. Um, But, you know, Paul says all things are lawful and not expedient. And so we do have to be careful and mindful of what we share and with whom we share it with But the bigger picture is knowing that when God gives us the unction and the utterance that it is for a reason and that it is for his glory in some kind of way, his will will be manifested. But we have to understand, most importantly, that um, we are not of ourselves and that we definitely need his grace and his mercy. But it's also so that we can be the light of the world, so that we can be the salt on the earth so that we can reach other people and we can tell them what what things God has done for us so that they can know that their situation is not too dark or too bleak, um, that he can reach them. You know, especially being a young believer, there's so many expectations that we put on ourselves, expectations that the world puts on us. Um, so many things, especially for me growing up in church, that I had to unlearn. Uh, So many things that I felt like, okay, I failed at that because I had a a not so good thought. I had a a not so pure thought today or, you know, I um, wasn't as deep or as spiritual as I thought that I should have been or could have been in that moment. And I would, you know, just have to remind us that we are uh, natural 
we're spiritual beings having a natural experience. And so being in flesh and being in natural means that sometimes we will make mistakes and that sometimes there are levels to this and that we may have defeated something at this level, but then at the next level, there are things that God is going to have to work out or work through us. But if we are not real with that, if we try to say, well, Lord, now that you have saved me, I am perfect. Thank you for your perfection. Thank you so much that I haven't messed up or anything. You know, they used to sing a song growing up that I've been saved all day and no evil have I done. And I used to be so confused, like, well, how did they do that? You know, how, how did that, how did that work? But when God started to teach me the lesson of grace and he taught me um, to show me how in my in my walk, how his Holy Spirit is a keeper and how through his love for me, he is able to he is able to deliver me and to keep me. Uh, like they said, if you want to be kept, he will keep you. And it's, it's important to not put so much pressure on yourself um, to let grace do the work, because, you know, I am hard on myself. People that know me personally will tell me all the time like you are so hard on yourself and I understand that but something that God is is growing me through is learning that um I can love him and trust him and try my best to strive after being in his own image and and in his perfection through his Holy Spirit and perfecting me but he also went to the cross for a reason and so in, if I'm so hard on myself and I feel like, you know, I've done this bad thing, then it's like, well, what was the cross for? What did he did he not do enough when he died and he rose again? Was that not the end? Did he not say that it is finished? And if it is finished, then that means that it's already done. So the things that I've, I'm doing now, the things that is to come, there's enough grace for that. Whatever he did in those three days when he, um, you know, died and was buried and then he rose again. Once he said it is finished, it is done. Then that's just what it is. And I have to remind myself of that, too, that the cross was real, that the death was real. But most importantly was the resurrection. Um, you know, when you think about Calvary and the two thieves that were on the side of him and it was the one that said, well, Lord, actually, I did mess up, but I also believe in who you are. And so God said, well, because of that, then you will be remembered and you will be with me. But had he not been open and real about that, had he not put his pride aside and said, you know, like the other man who was mocking Jesus, then he could have been damned to hell. And he could have sent himself into um, destruction. And so the most important thing is to know that we are humans and we are living in our flesh and that we are having a natural experience and that God is, is real and so is Satan and so is temptation and so are mistakes. But when we experience the truth of God, the love of God, the grace and mercy of God to recognize that I have messed up. I have done something. I have fallen short in my imperfections. This is what has happened. And we bring them to God because, you know, also recognizing that creates humility and it also breaks the opportunity of condemnation from the enemy. Um, because one of the things that he likes to do is to condemn us and to 
make us feel like, okay, you've done this horrible thing. So now you have to start over. Now you're a horrible person. Now you don't mean as much. But when we're real with ourselves and we're real with God, that takes away that condemnation. And the enemy can't hold it over our heads because we've already talked to our our father about it and our parents about it. You know, same way if you had siblings and you did something bad and they're like, oh, when mom and daddy get home, yeah, I'm going to tell them. But no. As soon as they walked in the door, if you walked up to them and said, Mommy, Daddy, this is what I did, then your siblings have nothing else that they they can hold over your head. And we, in the same way, have to recognize God as that way in our life to say, you know what, I did this, this has happened, and the enemy can no longer hold this over my head. I am being real with God. I am being real with myself. This is something that I'm struggling with. This is something that I fell short on, but I have brought it to God, and he is going to help me with this. He is going to carry me through this, and so the enemy can't hold this against me. I have humility enough to say that this is what I did but most importantly I trust God's love enough and the love that he had for me when he said that if we bring it to him and we confess it that he will separate it as far as the east from the west and and he'll remember it no more so um, that is just what God put on my heart and what he is growing me through about being transparent and about being able to be real about who he is and who he is in my life the things that he's able to do, um, the things that he's able to to bring us through when we are real with him and we're real with ourselves first. We have to be real with ourselves first to say that this is my struggle and this is what's happening and bring it to him and let him help us with it. And then we turn around and we tell someone and we help them and show them what God is able to do. So that is what um, what I have, what I wanted to share. Um, and so now we just want to pray for anyone that may be struggling with something on this morning, um, someone that may have some things that they're needing to release or be transparent about. Um, there is a scripture also that says, confess our sins one to another So it's good to have someone that you can trust and confide in and say, brother, this has happened. Or sister, this has happened. Friend, this has happened. And be real about places that maybe you're hurting. Maybe it's not something that you've done, but maybe life has happened to you and you are hurting in some kind of way. And you're mad at God. You're mad at yourself. You're feeling like you're confused or you don't understand. Or life is just heavy. And you're carrying this weight and you don't know what to do or where to place it. Um, So we just, you know, want to put in your heart, in your mind, whatever it is that you're struggling with. Put it on your heart and your mind and we're going to take it to God. And Father, we thank you this morning for your love, for your kindness and for your grace. We come to you as humble as we know how in the heart and spirit of gratitude, thanking you for who you are, for who you've always been and who you will be. Thanking you that we each have a purpose and a destiny and we have your grace and your mercy to carry us through these times of difficulty, times of understanding, misunderstanding, times where things may be heavy. We may have made a mistake, Life may have happened to us. We may be grieving. We may be angry. 
Um, we may be regretful or remorseful, but we're going to be open and honest as David was with a, a broken spirit and a contrite heart. We're going to bring it to you as Hannah did. We're going to be open and honest about our frustrations of our desires and things that we're hoping for that may not have happened just yet. We're going to be open about those things. Something that may not even be directly related to us, but maybe it's something that is relative to a friend or a family or someone that we feel deeply about. And we just want to bring it to you. And we just want to ask you that you provide the love and the guidance and the peace for your people. The peace that passes all understanding that you will help them to bring things to you, to yield it to you to release it to you, to know that when they bring it to you, that you will take care of it and we can leave it at your feet and that you have finished the work already. And we just have to yield it to you and trust in who you are. And we thank you in advance. We thank you for all the love that you've given us in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Mission Matters. If you have a request for special prayer or would like to send an offering or tithe to Life Matters Ministries, you can do so by contacting us at 1-833-249-LIFE. Again, that's 1-833-249-LIFE. Praise God.